You're listening to What They What They What They Talking, a podcast that talks about lifestyle, culture, technology, politics, Hollywood, business, stocks, so you can get your money. Let's get to it. Welcome to the first show of What They Talking. Let's get straight to it. Did you hear about Air Max Day? Air Max Day has come and go. I love Air Max. I love Air Max Day. Give a little history on that, man. My boy, Tinker, Tinker Hatfield, you know, everybody know that designer man, world renowned out here. Um, back in 1989, he decided to challenge all the designers in Nike saying like, yo, we got to put an air bubble in the shoe. Put an air bubble in the shoe, man. He said, look, we got to see the air. People talk about Nike air, but we don't see it. I want to see the air. And they thought my man was crazy. They knocked him. And then in 1995, boom, hit y'all with the first Air Max 95s, which I got about five of them. And uh, got a 97s, got C270s. I mean, I got so many Air Max. It's crazy. Yeah, the 97s, 270s, and 95s are all absolutely iconic. Ridiculous. Definitely. Uh, actually, you know, Air Max Day passed on March the 26th already. Go on YouTube, check out Nike. Got a cold little video, about 23, 25 minute video. You guys are here the history of how Air Max came. It's pretty interesting. Did Lil Nas X drop his uh, Satan shoes on the same day as Air Max Day or what? Trying to take that clout. Did you see those? <laughs> Yeah, I that's did another that's another crazy thing that we should talk about because that yeah. man put a human drop of blood in shoes and sold them. And they say what he sold, he created like 666 pairs. They're like satanic shoes. And now Nike's coming out, you know, probably with all the money they made off of uh, Air Max Day and has yeah. filed a lawsuit against the company Mischief that actually created those shoes saying that they violated copyright. So Nike yeah. got money from Air Max Day and is not going to spend it on legal fees to get more money from Lil Nas X. So just <laughs> connected hey, who's, whose blood was it? Was it Lil Nas's blood? They just took some random drop from some person. Hey, let me cut you real quick. Take this know. blood. Maybe they put some antibodies in there. So you just got to break your shoe open and you got the vaccine. You just got to... <laughs> Give it a little lick. Uh, okay. Give it a little lick. You might, you might come <laughs> back a with lick. something. You might come back with something else, but you know. I mean, Twilight was a thing. People will probably be going all over that vampire stuff, you know? True. So I got another story I was thinking about. I want to talk to you guys about. I was looking at a few of these athletic apparel companies, right? And a lot of them lost a lot of money last year. Just COVID, you know, people weren't buying stuff. Hard for people to get stuff, you know. But fanatics, fanatics, man, a lot of people don't know much about fanatics, but some, a lot of people know a lot about fanatics. Fanatics, man, actually was um, one of the companies owned by eBay. And, man, the part owner of the Philadelphia 76ers went out and said, hey, you know what? Let me let me go and get that company out of you for a few million, right? Paid over $200 million for him. Michael Rubin. Now, yeah, Michael Rubin. He's part owner of the 76ers. You know, he ain't, you know, own them. A lot of people own the 76ers. I'll so take a piece did. of them, though. Like, uh, I think that's yeah. a, a title that you For still real. wear proudly. Oh, co-owner. Yeah. oh, yeah. But, man, he went there. He bought the company. And it's the only athletic apparel company in the COVID-19 year to actually make money. Make 50% more than what they made last year. Like, damn. And you know why? It's because the athletes, 
They wear the Nike jerseys. Yeah, they wear the Jordan jerseys. Yeah. But you guys, the public, you guys wear the replicas with the Nike symbol on it, just made by Fanatics. The athletic guys, they wear all the practice jerseys that they throw away, all the shorts, all Fanatics. They all make all that. You tell me my Lakers jersey I've been rolling around with is Fugazi. No, I bought it from Nike. I'm good. I'm good. My LeBron jersey is <laughs> legit. We good. But if you buy it from Fanatics, buyer beware. They just they basically just that NBA 2K design a uniform. They just slapped a Nike symbol on there and pretended it like <laughs> it was they do. the real thing. <laughs> That's what they do, man. You you buying all these the major they in Major League Baseball, they in all the NBA stuff. So basically, you buying that jersey, you think you got? Hey, I got that Kobe jersey. You love Kobe. Kobe gone, so we get them Kobe jerseys with that Nike sign on them. Just no fanatics made it, bro. It's just got a Nike symbol on it. They making oh, their money. Shattered. My world is <laughs> so just a little fast for you, but that's all the stories I have today. So let me go ahead and shoot it over here. Hey, Jay, Mr. Hollywood Jay, what you got for us today? Uh, we got ourselves a doozy. So, uh, our boy, I don't know if we want to say our boy at this point, Big D, Deshaun Watson. He's in a whole mess of trouble, my man. I don't know if you guys Big saw this, but uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> he's been accused. Um, not in a he said, she said, but in a he said, she said times 20 uh, of sexual harassment claims um, from massage therapists that he supposedly uh, recruited on Instagram. Um, so I believe there's over 20 accusers now, but about 16 different civil lawsuits have been filed uh, against him, alleging inappropriate behavior. Uh, over a couple year span, um, he's basically, you know, all all the the template of the story is the same. He reaches out to these massage therapists on Instagram, or you know, they provide other personal services, whether it be massage or you know, um, any other type of like in home care, you know, yoga that type of stuff. Uh, but predominantly masseuse therapists, massage therapists, not masseuse therapists, bro. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, and basically, they would come over. He would have them sign an NDA, which I suppose at that level, you know, is probably a pretty standard practice. Um, but then over the course of the massage, he'd be really friendly until he wasn't. And then he would, you know, the, the women would turn around. He'd, you know, go on his back as he was supposed to. And then he'd do things like throw his towel off and complain it was too itchy. And he'd just be butt ass naked chilling there asking them to you know really focus on the groin you know get lower lower esteban lower on top of all smoky <laughs> family guy reference if you remember that shit. Oh my um, god uh yeah and do stuff like that or you know just the, every cliche thing that you would ever imagine to happen at like an actual rub and tug he would try to do like mm, really got to focus on that inner groin area or like my butt and then he'd be like oh well you're down there you might as well you know just play with it a little bit and uh you know, some of these women did, others did not, but all of them have filed lawsuits. Uh, and what I want to ask you guys is like, I think this is like a really interesting story because I think everyone's inclination, especially in this time, like in this environment, is to like, you know, believe women and all that stuff, which is good. But I, I think you need to look at evidence and, and kind of the complete picture. And I think this one is particularly nuanced. Um, you know, I think there's really two options here. Uh one is either he's like the most prolific, high profile sexual harasser athlete that we've seen in the modern game, 
or he's the victim of like the largest like smear cash grab campaign that we've we've ever seen. Like either side of the story is incredibly interesting. Like regardless of you know what happened to these women, terrible. You should never be accused of these things. But is he like forcing these girls, or he's just like asking for shit that they don't want? Well, do? that's that's the thing that we can talk about. Do you really think he's forcing them or do you think he's implying and they're jumping in and now one woman speaks out. So right. he has the ability to, they, they all, all like, right. Oh, they're straight in numbers. Let me get this money. But he's in a very heated argument with the Texans organization right now about whether he's going to resign with them. If he's going to move to free agency, he's going to demand a trade. Yeah. Um, and their head of football operations, Jack Easterby is like a doctor of theology. Maybe he, you know, pulled some strings or whatever. The attorney for these women, even through, proper secure back channels disclose the information the identities to deshaun watson's defense attorney so everything is filed under her 16 at this point different jane does claims that all this evidence is going to come out in discovery and deshaun's watson's lawyer is like no no no. now there's like new claims that deshaun's been deleting instagram messages and stuff so this is a very messy and sticky situation you know and definitely intended <laughs> and i don't know if deshaun wants to walk yeah. around with the big the big d nickname anymore yeah, he could be a little weird dude, and that could be true. But I've seen it too many times that once a man that got some bread, too many people well, out here trying to get that cake, bro. Yeah, but I think the other point is, like, once you rise to that level of fame, you have such a distorted sense of reality and how the world works. You're so used to just, you know – beautiful women falling at your feet and so you get into these you know intimate situations intimate meaning like no one else around like you're half naked and you just assume that every individual working for you around you and interacting with you you know wants to get a piece of you and so you develop this warped sense of what's going on and and you think that this is natural and okay and then you're surrounded by enablers like i'm not saying this is deshaun situation i don't know him at all I'm but did they say did the, did the chick say did they did they say they left did they say they stayed did they report they ran out well that's the thing is like it's a civil suit so this hasn't been criminal charges filed exactly. so they're going for money immediately but there's been no information really provided by the attorney. And he's like a very look at me lawyer. He's like known in the Houston community, put up billboards to like try to lure Johnny Manziel before the draft. He's like well known. Like I'm not saying he has a good reputation, but he's very much like a circus type of, of lawyer. And Deshaun's attorney is already kind of pushing back against that narrative and doing those other things. So uh, I don't know. I think this one is a, uh, pretty crazy but i think if there's one thing i've learned from all these situations is take a beat don't make a judgment until you hear all of the facts i agree well boogie what you got for us all right um i got three stocks to add to the watch list all right i do happen to be invested in all these but just know that my position is not huge enough so if these stocks do go way up I'm not going to be retiring early. So just throwing that out there. But uh, Philip Morris, CVS, Omnicom, all right? All still really good buys. I bought them actually early February. Very solid companies, still very undervalued. Their financials in every case are really, really strong. Uh, Philip Morris, a B plus S&P quality ranking, increased their dividend five times in the last 12 years. They got a Return on invested capital of 30%, which is outstanding. Uh, 90% payout ratio to their investors. Go get your money. 
uh, free cash flow yield of 5%. So they've been meeting or beating their earnings since their last kind of negative surprise between 2016 and 2017. For those of you that don't know, there's a ton of analysts out there. They put out their estimates for what, what they think a company's earnings will be. If a company meets or beats them, that is usually a good thing. And if they miss them, the sell-offs could start happening. So Philip Morris, really strong. For those of you that don't know, they developed the IQOS, which is actually a brand. It doesn't stand for anything, but it takes on the heat, not burn technology. And it more resembles smoking than actual vaping products. So it looks, feels kind of like a cigarette. Now, I will tell you that uh, Philip Morris is claiming to be a very responsible company. Uh, their marketing doesn't target any type of youth celebrities or anything like that. So they, you know, they don't use it in toys, right? You don't see teddy bears and dolls smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's always a good thing. And then by 2023, 100% of their electronic portfolio of products will have age verification technology. So that's dope. Uh, hell no. You think I'm going to give my DNA sample or my fingerprint over to Philip Morris and whatever companies they're going to sell my data to? You got another thing coming. <laughs> I hear you. I'm going to use one of those face swap apps in TikTok and, yeah. uh, you know, sell all my data and my soul that way. So don't worry about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know how the technology works. I assume that somehow before it activates, before you activate it, you're going to have to verify your age whether they use some type of third party to sure use, run sure a background use some sort of app or something where you yeah. have to kind of like in weed delivery services when you know when you're in states where this is legal you mm -hmm. can take a picture of your license the front and back and upload it into a portal they review it once they give you approval then you know maybe then the the e-cigarette will work Based right. upon your fingerprint. I don't know. Sure. I don't need to go through all that to use. Right. This. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Philip Morris, uh, they have a market capitalization of $141.8 billion, which is pretty massive. Um, On to CVS. Uh, S&P quality ranking of an A, 10% dividend growth over the past 12 years. Return on invested capital, only 6%. But I think we're going to start to see that rise because they have done a lot of investments in their company with the vaccines and all the testing and everything else like that. So I think we're going to start to see that go up a little bit. 6% isn't bad. I usually like to see 10%. But like I said, I think that uh, they are a strong company. And I think we're going to see that increase. They have a 32% payout ratio. So obviously notably lower than Philip Morris, but not as mature as Philip Morris. They also have a lot more innovating to do while Philip Morris is getting into the low risk products, right? They're developing new technologies. They are a huge holding company. I mean, they are, they're just massive. So we don't usually see that high of a payout, but CVS is at 32%. Uh, they have a free cash flow yield of 9% and they've had positive earnings surprises all four quarters of last year. So they're doing extremely well financially. Uh, they've been rolling out vaccines. Some of them, a lot of them are no cost vaccines at hundreds of locations across 44 states. Now, there was this recent news article I saw where the CEO of CVS kind of responds to Amazon, the big giant, in their foray into healthcare. And she straight up said CVS won't be derailed, and they are confident in their current strategy. And this is from her, I quote, I firmly believe we have a strong and solid strategy. We're in the home already. We're in the community already. Don't forget, 
I have 100 million customers I interact with every day. Bow. Slap them you in know, the face. Now, you know, the only said that, you know who else said that? Bars and Noble, Whole Foods, everybody else said Bezos just went and bought for no reason. Uh-huh. True, mm-hmm. true. So uh, CVS, they have a market capitalization of $100 billion, which is still pretty big. But compare that to Amazon at $1.5 trillion with a T market cap. Trillion. It's, uh, you know, it is what it is. I still think CVS is a strong company. One of my favorite things to do is watch those visual representations between the difference between a million, a billion, and a trillion when they do it with like grains of rice. Right. That blows my mind every single time. I'm like, I'm just, I have a dumb brain. It's very hard for me to visualize this. I hear numbers like a billion thrown around all the time. I feel like we've gotten very used to it. Like 100 or 50 years ago, people weren't throwing around billion as a number, you know, with the frequency that we are, man, my brain can't handle that. Yep, that's huge. Bezos, Bezos is gonna—he's gonna be the first trillionaire. Just watch out. I mean, anyways, everybody knows about Amazon, but let's talk about Omnicom. All right, S and P quality ranking of A plus, which is outstanding. Ten percent dividend growth over the past twelve years. Return on invested capital eleven percent. They have a sixty-one percent payout ratio. Free cash flow yield of 9% and positive earnings surprises for the last two quarters and no negative surprises in the last five years. One of their holdings that they have is TBWA Worldwide. They're an agency company. They're owned by Omnicom. They were just recently nominated as one of the top 10 innovative companies by the magazine Fast Company. So I don't know if you all are familiar with Fast Company, but they just go through, they review some of the innovative businesses and things like that. But Omnicom, TBWA worldwide, really strong. This year, they three years in a row, they were in the top 10 of the most innovative companies. This year, they got the number three spot, uh, and they are the top-ranked global advertising agency network. And some of their global clients include Adidas, Apple, Gatorade, Henkel, Hilton Hotels, McDonald's, Nissan, and Singapore Airline. And Omnicom has a $16.12 billion market capitalization. So all three are really strong companies. Uh, I know it's hard to think that there are any gems out there that are undervalued, especially when the market has just been on a bull run for, I don't know how many years now. I don't see it stopping unless the feds decides to raise their interest rates, which you know, we haven't really seen them do ever since 2008, 2009. You know, normally when they see the market kind of going too crazy, what they'll do is they'll raise the interest rates, right? And that unfortunately reduces the spending throughout the country. It's done to deal with inflation and things like that, but we haven't seen it. Maybe they're just sitting back and until something breaks, then maybe they'll step in rather than stepping in to break something to get things back to normal. So we'll see. The growth is there, people. There are still some undervalued gems, although the list is dwindling. Still a good time to get in. That's all I got, fellas. There you go. And as always, get your money. Go get it. Now, we always, always, will always give you this random, random, random story of the day. Let me tell you guys all about it. This Japanese biker, goddess, Got a huge following, and he faked everybody out, including e, my homies. E, you were following? 
Oh, no, 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 no. Come but, on, people. <laughs> Don't be out there but, fapping the old men, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happened. That's what happened. Basically, this Japanese biker goddess turned out to be a 50-year-old Japanese man who was using <laughs> the face app. He's been changing his face for a very long time now. And people have been following him and everything. And he has all these beautiful pictures of him with his face changed to a female riding a bike. And so many of my homies. How did he get Caucasian caught? homies follow him. You know what? That's a good question. I'm going to let Jay tell you all about that. Ooh, Jay, you were following? Sorry. Uh, I wasn't following. <laughs> nah. Uh, so he got caught because he, he took a picture and he would always put these face app filters on. And no one saw him in person. Until one day he posted a picture and there was a reflection on the mirror of his motorcycle. And in that reflection, they saw this face of this older man. He's 50 years old. Brutal. And they, the Internet finally put two and two together and realized that he was just some 50 year old biker fan. I think, uh, you know, Asian man with just the most luscious locks you've ever seen in your life. I mean, this was the Asian Fabio, bro. Like Did his he, hair was so nice because that wasn't filtered. It was just his face. But uh, yeah, so money? basically he got busted. Did I he mean, make I think money? he had about he... like eighteen thousand or twenty thousand followers, and then oh. he just had you know his hardcore stands just you know all about Damn. him. Note to all you creepers out there who want to change your face and be weird: review your posts before you post, right? But yeah, deep fakes are going to be a thing now. Did you see uh, on Instagram the guy who did the deep fakes of Tom Cruise? No, where he pretended to be Tom Cruise, identical oh, to wow. him, and like filmed videos basically to bring awareness to like the ability of like AI to create deep fakes. Mm. I'm telling you, I'll send you guys after the show. Like this dude was pretending to be Tom Cruise golfing and stuff like that. And like, you literally could not tell it was edited in any way, shape or form. It was crazy, but you that just knew better it watch out. Uh, the Scientologist will be knocking on his door. I assume, <laughs> you know, it. I saw that documentary, man. That's some real cold stuff. Yeah. Right he there, about man. to go clear real quick. He's going real clear real quick. <laughs> Them phaetons and all of that negative energy, bruh. Well, well, fellas, there we have it. That is our random, random, random story for the day. So we're going to close out just to let you know. We talked about Nike and Air Max Day. We also let you guys know a little bit about Fanatics and how you guys think y'all getting that Nike jersey, but Fanatics is really making it. Hollywood J. Yeah, we had the update on Deshaun Watson. Basically, he's either the biggest creeper of all time or he's the victim of the biggest public extortion scheme. You decide. (laughs) Big D. And then, Boogie, just letting you guys all know how to get your money by looking into what stocks? Philip Morris, CVS, Omnicom. They're strong. They're out there. They're moving. Take a look. Get your money. But do your research. I am not a registered financial advisor. (laughs) It's been great chopping it up with you guys today. And hopefully you guys see us again next week on our show. What they talking? If you like it, hit that like, subscribe, five stars, anything that makes us look good. Or just leave, you know, a bunch of negative comments. That's fine. As long as you rate us five stars and then roast us. Like, that's fine. (laughs) True that. Any marketing is good marketing. Share it with your friends if you liked it. Or share it with your friends to come and laugh at us. It was great to see you guys. See you guys again next week. Peace.
All opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not constitute financial advice in any way whatsoever. Nothing published or said by Swirl constitutes an investment recommendation, nor should any data or content published by Swirl be relied upon for any investment activities. Swirl strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional before making any financial decisions.